Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Well, today, no major moves by the Broncos, but it's fair to say they are on fire. Oh, man, you had to go there. Well, yes. somebody had to say it. Actually, I'm we, not the only one that has said it. We can make the jokes now because nobody was injured. Right. And uh, the only uh, damage was to a couple of club-level sections at, uh, in Powerfield at Mile High and to uh, a part of the sweet level as well. But, yeah, I mean, we knew the Broncos have been on fire this month, but yeah. taking Ru- it to the next level. I Let mean, Russ cook. You know, um, maybe, <laughs> maybe he was... He was cooking with gas, right? I mean, telling you. Well. The Broncos for agency has been smoking so far. <laughs> uh, so you're saying Russ is going to bring the heat? He is. <laughs> Time now for the lead. <laughs> the lead presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. Okay, NFL Network's Jeff Kerr ranked the divisions now that free agency is over. No major surprise that uh, the AFC West is on top of the list. Then it's the AFC North, NFC West, AFC East, AFC South. Mm-hmm. You agree with this? I agree with it. I mean, I think one of the interesting things there, he, he's got the the top two. Um, he, he's got the AFC South as the fifth best division, right? Right. Okay. So it's better than the AFC East? Or no? Or is is the South better than the East? While well, you have the on Colts. his rankings, I mean, I, on his rankings. I yeah, think. actually, no, I I think the East is better. I do too, but it that sounds like if he doesn't, so it goes AFC West. Yep, I agree. AFC North. I agree. NFC NFC West. I agree. And then what was his fourth one? AFC East. East. Okay, so the South is the least of the. It is. Of the I mean, you have the Bills in the AFC. That's fair. You, you That's have fair. the you know Miami Dolphins that are loaded with speed offensively. Mm-hmm. And then you have the South with two really good teams. And now that the two Colts really bad have, teams, right? Yeah. Now that the Colts have gotten Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. I don't disagree with that at all. And I'm thinking back, and I'm a little bit older than you. I was thinking back to when the AFC or the NFC was so incredibly dominant. Well, that was in the 80s. I, I was around for that. That was the well, 80s into the 90s. Well, here's the thing. The NFC was dominant in the 80s because of four or five teams. That's why it was dominant. You had the Bears, the Redskins, the 49ers, the Giants, and maybe another team or two. They were they were really heavy at the top with four great teams. But the AFC now goes 10-plus deep. I went back, actually, and I went back to the 1970s, and I looked at the uh, AFC back then. Steelers were 14-2. and two. The uh, Houston Oilers were 10-6. and six. It's Bro- not just record, though. And that, and that was the point I was going to bring up. Yeah. Because when you look at the final records, 
for all of the teams in the AFC, a lot of them are going to say 10 and 7, mm-hmm. 9 and 8. But if you give them another division to play where you get six games, I think that that record would be a lot better. I mean, would it surprise anybody if uh, if maybe two of the three te- the three best teams in the league or even three of the best four teams in the record in the league in terms of record are NFC teams because they just kind of they run up the score right against lesser opposition. I mean, we could we could be looking at it by the end of the year where say. You got four teams with at least 13 wins. Right. One is Buffalo, and the other three are Tampa Bay, the Rams, and Green Bay just because of the quality of the opposition they're going to see, or Dallas getting in there as well. It's And and that's why, because like you, you mentioned there in the 70s, you said Pittsburgh 14-2 and in 78. Well, the, and A- they, the, and, AFC, yeah. the right. AFC dominated... When it comes to winning Super Bowls a lot in the people, 1970s. A lot of people felt in the late 70s, even though the record didn't necessarily reflect it, that the second best team in the league was the Houston Whalers. Say that one more time. That a lot of people felt in the late 70s, the second best team in the NFL was the Houston Whalers. Okay. And they didn't have even a division title to show for it. They lost in back-to-back AFC championship games. Right. Just right. because... It was much more daunting, and in that that was a four-team division, uh, the AFC Central that they were in, and uh, the Brown. I think the Browns had a winning re- winning record. The Bengals went to a Super Bowl two years later, and then of course the Steelers were what they were. And so, maybe what we're talking about is this is the best four-team division since that. Right. I look at I look at the NFC this way. The way we used to look at the old Big Eight, it was the Big Two and the Little Six Mm -hmm. with Oklahoma and Nebraska. That's just the way it was back then. And because Oklahoma and Nebraska would feast on the Kansases and the Kansas states of the world, okay, they would build up a huge record and get the opportunity to play for a national championship. And when you play for a national championship, all you have to do is win that game. That's it. You got to win that game. Now you're facing a really good opponent. Don't get me wrong. But the big eight, they were ticketed almost every year to the national championship game because they feasted on everybody else. So with that, when you look at trends and, and I, you know, I'm the one who just said it, Mm -hmm. the AFC won the majority of the Super Bowls in the 1970s. In the 1980s, the NFC won the majority of the Super Bowls. In the 1990s, you had your Cowboys run, right? And then you had San Francisco win. And then you had a tremendous run right around the time the Broncos won. Mm-hmm. And then it was AFC. You had Peyton Manning. You had Tom Brady, so on and so forth. But the real question is this. You look at it and you can make the case that's lazy analysis. Because is the strongest conference necessarily the team that won the Super Bowl? Because let's look at the last two Super Bowls. It was the Rams and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So looking at the next five years plus, the AFC is going to be the better conference. But it doesn't mean they are going to actually win the big game. Right. And it's you kind of said that. It sort of started with the uh, with the Broncos in the late in the late nineties, and of course you had the Patriots with their run, 
But if you just take the last 15 Super Bowls, starting with the Patriots when they went unbeaten, right? In the last 15 Super Bowls, the NFC has won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of them. Mm-hmm. So real, so it's been ba- it's it's been pretty close to even, even though you can say that the AFC over that time probably had more juice at the quarterback position. Who it, did the AFC when when they had Tom Brady and when they had Peyton Manning? Well, here's the funny thing. You know what the funny thing is, though? And they had Ben Roethlisberger. In the 1980s, the AFC had more juice at the quarterback position with Elway, Marino, and Kelly. It was a different era, though. Exactly. It was was more of a running back era. It was more more running the ball Mm -hmm. and defense, with the exception of Joe Montana. It's interesting, because like in the 70s, even though you had a lot of great defenses... To win the Super Bowl in the 70s, the price of admission was a Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, you just you go down the list, Unitas, Staubach, Greasy, Bragshaw, Stabler. And in the 80s, we kind of got away from that a little bit. It, you did have Washington winning with Joe Theismann and Doug Williams, and in the early 90s, Mark Rippon. And the Giants won with Phil Simms and Jeff Hostetler. Right. But... You look back on it now, that almost seems like kind of an exception to football history that you had that you had that run in the eighties into the early nineties with Hostetler and Jim McMahon and Phil Sims and you you could have a very good quarterback, but it wasn't like you needed a Hall of Fame quarterback. And now we're in this we're kind of back in where we were in the seventies and where and before where the Hall of Fame quarter caliber quarterback is simply the ticket for admission to getting Lombardi now. I'll give you something else. When you look at the NFC since the early 1990s, mm-hmm. there's been something consistent in the NFC. Yeah. The NFC North, generally speaking, with the exception here or there, mm-hmm. it's all Green Bay and then a bunch of three bad franchises. I understand there were times when the Vikings had a nice season All or of two, them had their moments. But they were fleeting and short. Yeah. Green Bay was and, always consistent, okay? And Detroit, you can say, squandered a really good quarterback with Stafford. And then you look at the NFC South. Tampa Bay, ugh. New Orleans until they got Drew Brees. They always had a good defense. Tampa Bay has won it twice, though. No, I understand mm. that, but that goes, okay. Mm. But it's bookended by 20 years and nothing. Right. And hold on. The Bucks and, are either and, great or terrible. And nothing in between. Until Atlanta mm. got Matt Ryan, they still weren't very good except for one season. And you covered Carolina. They went to a Super Bowl with John Fox. They had Cam Newton. But other than that, what were they? Pretty, pretty average. So you had two bad divisions. But then again, you can argue with the AFC as well. But the, oh. the interesting thing about the, the AFC NFC, East, excuse yeah. me, yeah. it's the pa- the Patriots and the little three. Yeah, but the interesting thing, like the, the NFC probably has a little bit more balance because you mentioned the NFC South. All of them have made the Super Bowl. The, they've had the, a season yeah. or two. I'm the, t- the, NFC, the NFC West... The Rams have been twice recently. The 49ers just went a couple of years ago. The Cardinals were there in 08. And the Seahawks went a couple, have gone three times a century. What you have in the NFC is probably, you you don't have like the Patriots colossus. So what you have is the ability, you have 
Frank, the ability for a little bit more um, parity. Yeah, a little bit more parity. A little bit more upward and downward mobility in the in the NFC. And so, I mean, I I'd, I'd argue in some way it, what it is is the AFC is better at the top. The NFC probably, historically speaking, has more decent franchises that don't embarrass themselves. Coming up after the break, Russell Wilson went on a field trip with a lot of his guys. One guy who was not there, Jerry Judy. Understandable why he wasn't there. We'll tell you why he wasn't there. But now he's going to social media and insulting the fans. And he loves to go to social media to show his workouts. And Jerry Judy hasn't proven anything. Nothing as a pro. We'll talk about that next. Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, in the last commercial break, you just heard my friend Dan McKenzie. If you are looking to do an estate plan, a will, a living will, highly recommend you work with Dan. Uh, absolutely enjoyed working with him. Uh, he took care of everything for me and my fiance. And honestly, uh, I feel this tremendous peace of mind that if something actually happens to me, my family's taken care of. I don't want the courts taking care of this. I want to be able to be in control control of what happens after I am no longer here. And that's what Dan McKenzie is going to do for you. Plus with a living will, if you don't know what that is, that's essentially, if you're in a vegetative state, you want somebody to pull the plug. Maybe you don't, I don't want to be in a vegetative state. If God forbid that happens, you'll take care of that with him as well. There are a lot of estate planning attorneys out there. He's the guy to only work with. He is absolutely the best Absolutely loved working with Dan McKenzie. Go to McKenziefirm.com. I just put something out on Twitter. I don't know what made me think of it. I'm going to read it verbatim and tell me if I'm completely off my rocker on this. Or did you read that tweet? I haven't read it yet. Okay. I know this might seem insignificant, but the International Olympic Committee needs to ban Russia from the next four summer and winter games. If there's two things dictators value, it's a strong military and athletics. Both show power just like it did with hitler Milit strong military mm-hmm. hosting the games we want to show the aryan race is better at the javelin and everything else that would honestly and i don't mean to get political although i think we can all agree on this the olympic games are very important to putin much more than people think specifically dictators why do you think china always wants the olympics yeah. Why do you think Russia has wanted the Olympics? They are and and World Cup as well because Russia had the Winter Olympics in 14 and then the World Cup finals in 2018. FIFA, which as an organization has a long and distinguished history of doing everything wrong, 
and the IOC. Yes. And the NCAA. But FIFA, but FIFA banned Russia from the World Cup this coming fall in Qatar. So they were in the European playoffs for the final spots to come out of Europe. Russia got tossed in Portland or Poland. Pardon me, Portland. Poland got a walkover to the next to the next round of qualifying, and Russia was done. So, if FIFA of all organizations have, with human rights abuses out every orifice in terms of this World Cup coming up this fall in Qatar, if they can do do the right thing with Russia finally after having Russia host the damn thing in 2018. What's the IOC waiting on? Economic sanctions mean not a lot to Putin unless you go after him directly, which is what Mm -hmm. NATO is doing. It really affects the people, but he doesn't care. If Russia does well in the Olympics, he sees that as a reflection on him. And you know what? The people do care that your country is banned from the Olympics and from the World Cup, too. Yep. It's not just it's not just a pride thing for uh, the ego of an authoritarian. The the it hurts the Russian people not having their team in the in 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 an international competition like the World Cup. Again, I know it seems insignificant, but with all yeah. these economic sanctions, taking away the Olympics would mm-hmm. be a huge deal for a guy like Putin. Yeah, because that shows his power just like with hitler the aryan race is going to dominate jesse owens time now for the buzz the buzz is presented by rocky mountain forest products where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public go to rocky mountain forest products in wheat ridge or Go to rmfp.com. All right, Jerry Judy isn't at the Russell Wilson workouts in San Diego for personal reasons. Is it my understanding that it's the birth of a child is why he is not there? I'm not certain. I mean, he gave a he had an a, he had an emoji of him like holding a, of a, of a man holding a baby, but it's okay. it's per, it, it's a it's personal, personal reason. It's a personal reason, and it's it's perfectly valid, as I've been told. So with that. And by the way, it's not mandatory. So all of it's right. valid. He doesn't have to show. Yeah. But he tweeted out yesterday morning, as long as people that need to know where I'm at, they know where I'm at. The rest of y'all irrelevant. Should have w- stopped after the first sentence. When I read that, I'm thinking the rest of y'all are people who care and people who care bleed orange and blue. Mm-hmm. And for a guy who has done nothing to live up to his first round billing. Wow. I understand he hasn't had the quarterbacks he's wanted. I understand he's had different offensive coordinators. I understand that he is frustrated, but he has not earned the right yet to pop off like he did. He could do whatever he wants to, but at the end of the day, that's how you alienate your fan base. Now I understand if he, catches 12 touchdown passes everybody is going to be okay yeah but this is a guy who loves to go to social media and show how he is you know running routes against his friends Mm -hmm. i don't need to see it on twitter i need to see it in the game i need to see you catching passes and i understand he he got he has gotten open a lot over the last couple of years he just hasn't had the quarterbacks to get him the ball i get that he's frustrated but this is what Jerry need Jerry needs to understand. This isn't Alabama anymore. You're not the big man on campus. 
right now you are you are just a unproven wide receiver who has not lived up to his potential. That's what you are right now. Doesn't mean you're not going to be one of the best wide receivers in franchise history. He needs to put down social media and back away for a while. Yep. I think. Look, he could have stopped after that first sentence and no one would have batted, batted an eye. When you start calling the public irrelevant, I don't care what I don't care if you're an unproven player or a superstar. That is something that you simply do not do. That's that you're basically you're saying that the paying customers, the people that are buying the tickets, that are buying the jerseys, that are investing their time and money in supporting you and your team, you're calling them irrelevant. I mean, look. Remember when Jake Plummer yeah. flipped off the fans? Uh-huh. Did you have a problem with that? Yeah, I did. I didn't. I didn't. I mean, somebody was yelling at him, yes, but you got to know to walk away. No. But no. I th- see here, see, that's where you and I are going to disagree because most people would not walk away from that. When you're yelling out something about somebody's family, if you, you want, you suck. If you want to do that, I suppose that's fine. But it, it just because I mean, the person's a jackass who's doing it, yes, I, 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 just because I you've had a couple of cocktails and things aren't going well at home. And, and you're in danger of losing your job does not mean you have the right to go to a game. You do have the right. It doesn't mean that the things that you do at a game do not come without consequence. I had no problems with Jake Plummer doing with what he did. Not one bit. Pal, you deserved it. And the thing, you saw the video of uh, 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 Nurkic tossing the guy's phone after he is insulting Nurkic and Nurkic threw the guy's phone. I wish Nurkic would have punched the guy in the face. Insulting well, his mother and grandmother too, I believe. Yeah, that's right. That's my point exactly. Well, the problem is the, pro- the problem on the street. It, it doesn't, doesn't work it, that it, way. Exactly, you're buried. Yeah, that's it. But you know what? In that environment, if he'd thrown a punch, he could have been arrested for assault. I would have thrown the punch. I mean, fine. I would have been arrested. I mean, just because you have the right to look, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that what the per- the person was yelling at Jake Plummer back in 04 was right or what oh, there and there was a lot of crap being thrown at Jerry Judy by people on social media okay but he should have just stopped after the first sentence if you start no, I agree with you if you start because that when you start calling the public irrelevant I mean put it this way that th- there there are there is a lot of frustration in the Broncos building over that part of the comment oh I'm sure there is yes this isn't the first time this has happened. A lot of expletives thrown when he said when they saw that. Right. Not people aren't happy in that building. About that. Getting back to what we were talking about, what people say games and Jake Plummer. I mm-hmm. applauded. Actually, I applauded Jake Plummer for doing it. Finally, somebody standing up to the fans. The problem is when you walk into a building mm-hmm. and you have a ticket, that ticket is good for the ability to watch a game, mm-hmm. the ability to buy overpriced beer and overpriced food. And it also gives you the ability where you are in a safe, free zone to say whatever you want because a player can't do anything to you. It's it's a safe, free environment that you can go off on somebody's mother, grandmother, somebody's wife, and there are no repercussions. It's a safe, free... Now, walk well, out. No, no, well, wait a minute. It is. Look what happened to Nurkic. He's going to get fined, right? There's nothing you, to stop the ushers from th- from throwing people out for for rude for for rude oh, language like that. Oh, that happens all the time. I'm just saying it doesn't happen. It's it it's should a, happen more but, often, but it doesn't. It does. Okay, we we can play the should what if game. It doesn't. That's the bottom line. It doesn't. 
So you, once you buy that ticket, you walk into the arena and you can say whatever you want to with almost no repercussions. Unless you just go way, 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 way over the top. But you know what it, you know what it is for the athlete? They're like caged animals on one side of the cage and you're on the other side of the cage and you can poke the bear all you want to and you know nothing's going to happen to you. Nothing is going to happen to you. Maybe you get kicked out of the game if you're way over the top. But if somebody yelled out, your mother is this, no usher is going to kick somebody out. Because you know what? They'd be as busy as bees trying to nail everybody. Sometimes they do. I mean, I've seen people get thrown out for unruly behavior yeah. in the stands. Sometimes it happens. But here's but here's the thing. What what good has ever been accomplished by an athlete responding to somebody heckling? I, I you know what? I've I've seen guys in in the NHL go over the glass. I love it. Because I don't think you we, have we, that right to do but it. We saw the well, I mean in the NBA, remember the whole uh, Ron Artest thing? I mean, well, but how did that start? How did that exactly start? I don't remember exactly. I don't remember how it exactly started. Oh, somebody okay. threw water Thank from you. the stands. Okay. Yeah. Was it a water bottle or a cup of water? It was a cup, but I th- believe there was a significant amount of water in that cup. I don't blame I mean, Artest for what he did. I mean, I you, if, if, you, you 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 can't you can't treat these athletes like they are caged animals. You have to, and they can't come back. But you have to let the authorities handle it. Though that's the th- and it's nah. hard. It's hard. What you're saying, what you're, what you're advocating for is anarchy. Yes, I am. Seriously? No, no, I am. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm advocating for if you allowed the players to go into the stands, that crap won't happen. Because I mean, then, because then there is no cage for the lion. I, I'll tell now you. Now you're face to face with the lion. I'll tell you what I do approve of. Yeah. If somebody's on the on this on the on the field. Like on a football field, I approve of that guy being of that person being tackled. Goody for you. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't Why wouldn't you approve that? Yeah. I mean, at that point, why you're wouldn't on, you approve? You've crossed the line. Give me a reason why you would. When the late Mike When the late Mike Curtis tackled a guy running onto the field, I in think Baltimore. it's great. Yeah, I'm I'm all for that. Just because you buy a ticket to the zoo doesn't give you the right to throw stones at the lion because there is a cage protecting you. Although I, I did a, the, I, I was at this place called the Chimp Farm once um, for retired. Do you take I, do you, wait, do you take I-25? No, no, no. Exit 235, <laughs> then seven miles west, west to, to the Chimp Farm? No, that's the, that's the tree farm. But Oh, yeah, I thought. Yeah. I, but this was in Florida. The farm. They used to have plexiglass in front of, the uh, in the front part of the cages because the animals, the chimpanzees, would literally take their feces and throw them at the people awesome. that came by. Awesome, love it. Yeah, love it. Yeah, they no. were they were old and agitated, and and it was and I can't and you know what the, the animals were not in kept in the uh, greatest of condition, unfortunately. But yeah, they had the plexiglass there because people just because the the chimpanzees would take their solid waste and they would chuck it at no, the customers. I'll, I'll sum it up in another way. No human being should have the right to verbally abuse someone else. Well, then it's up with, to, with no repercussions. And then it, you know what it is up to the teams and the facilities to make sure that they've got more people watching that they've got more nope, staff that can take happen. people that, that, that can make happen. sure that the miscreants are taken out. Not going to happen. You know why? Because what? Because you have to pay those people, and you don't, you don't want you don't want your budget to go up. 
they're making money hand over fist. Yeah, well, but they, they still can, they still don't want to do it. They could have, of course, they can afford every it. Every NFL team could afford to have double the to have double the ushers and security compliment that they have right now. Mace easily. Mace, if a ticket costs on average to go to a Nuggets game fifty dollars, and there are eighteen thousand people there, roughly speaking. You can bring in somebody at $15 an hour and have 18,000 more people in there watching each person individually. You can afford it, but you just don't want to do it. Coming up after the break. Well, then don't, then it's, that's, then the team, then it's the team's responsibility then. No. Yeah, they're being lazy. You know what? I, I think it's the person's responsibility to not act like a jackass. Coming up after the break, Peyton Manning. Everyone's all excited about Peyton Manning's birthday. Are you? I'm not. I mean, I'm happy. Happy, happy birthday, I'm, Peyton. I'm happy for him. I think that's great. So with that, it's if you're, not if a you, holiday or anything. If your birthday is, is, is March 24th, goody for you. You share a birthday with Peyton Manning. If you could share a birthday with any athlete, alive or dead, celebrity, musician, politician, who would it be? That's nice. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason, watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, for your next project, go to rmfp.com, and I can promise you, you're going to save a boatload of cash. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Colorado Off-Road in Littleton. If you need major accessory brands or something off-market for your truck, car, Jeep, or SUV, they've got it. Upfit today at Colorado Off-Road, or go to cooffroad.com. Well, happy birthday, Peyton Manning. He turns 46 today. And I don't think I'm alone when I say this. Do not be spiteful when I ask both of you this question. Everybody wants to know what celebrity or athlete was born on my birthday. So I'll start with you, Mace. Do you know who? Fran Stokely was born on my exact birthday. Oh, same year. Same date, same year, yes. Wow. What Now, what is that again? June 23rd, 1976. But also, I share a birthday with um, Ladanian Tomlinson. Are you looking this up right I'm now? I'm looking it up, yes. No, I, I said, do you know this off the top of your head? Well, you put this but in you the rundown. Knew, you, 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 uh, I knew no, Brandon Stokely no, off the top of my head. but I asked it as if it was impromptu. No, but I, I, I knew Brandon Stokely off the top of my head. Come up with a PowerPoint presentation. Did you know off the top of your head who was born on your birthday? I, the only ones I knew were Brandon, LaDainian Tomlinson, Brandon Stokely, and Clarence Thomas, Supreme Court Justice. That's good company. Danny, do you know who was born on your birthday? And are you looking it up or did you know? Uh, I didn't know anybody oh. that I shared a birthday with. Okay. Okay. And so I, I have been looking it up. Okay. Apparently, I share one with Ronda Rousey. Congratulations. Hey. All right. I don't I don't think it matters, but yeah, yeah. it's cool, I guess. Well, here's, hey, some, here's something. Art Modell is a June 23rd baby, too. The late the late uh, Browns and Ravens owner. Wow. And so, um, so both of you have a lot in common. You've moved a lot. <laughs> hey. <laughs> That's not bad. Alfred Kinsey. Uh, this the sex guy the, out of Indiana. Yes, exactly. Kinseyology. Yeah, the, All right. the, the Kinsey scale, right? 
So for me, Wilma Rudolph, there you pioneering go. athlete, yes. right? Yeah. Mar- married to married to Fred. So anyway, uh, John Lennon and I share the same birthday. No kidding. Yes, um, but here's what's really crazy interesting. My daughter shares the same birthday as Ringo Starr, yeah. and my grandmother, another generation, shared the same birthday with Paul McCartney. No one shares a birthday with George Harrison. No. Oh, no. too but, bad. But, I, but if, at 53, I'm not looking to have any more kids. I might try and time it out with Mandy. With that, although that would be impossible, and I won't go any further than that. Is there an athlete or a celebrity or a musician you would like to share a birthday with? Not really. How about Ruth Bader Ginsburg so you get both sides of the court? Okay, that's fair. Okay, that's actually not. I even the notorious RG, RBG. 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 Yeah. My daughter. My daughter has a picture of her on her uh, wall in her room. Has she seen the movie about her? Not yet. No. She I should don't think watch so. it. She's prob- prob- probably in a it's year or so. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. Danny, um, f- famous sports gamblers, you would like to spend uh, a birthday with? Uh, not particularly. Nobody. I would. I would just say some of my favorite athletes or entertainers like Will Smith, Carmelo Anthony. Would you like to share a birthday with one of them? Sure. Okay. I don't know that it would matter, but it would be a nice a nice conversation starter if I ever were to meet them. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's better to share a birthday with somebody like that with somebody like that than to share your birthday with like a holiday. Like I don't know that you want to have like a Christmas birthday or a uh, Halloween birthday. Right. Or Every few years, have your birthday fall on like no, no. There's only, there's only Memorial one, Day. There's only one bad birthday, and it's not Christmas. It's September 11th. You do not want a birthday on September 11th. For a long time, it was December 7th. Right, for Harbor Day. Well, totally different generation. Yeah. I'll tell you what I used to do. My daughter was born on the same day as Joe Sackick, mm-hmm. and for years, I would text Joe Happy Birthday. Yes, just because I knew it was his birthday. And Mia's birthday, which is July 7th. And he is one year younger than I am. He is just a kid. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? Another change at wide receiver in the AFC West and also the Rockies making a move in the trade market. Who are they bringing in in the outfield? That's coming up next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. SmileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale for your next project, you're going to save a lot of money. Go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. 
presented by Greenfields Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfields has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two for one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it earlier today, uh, Adam Schefter tweeted that former Packers wide receiver Marquez Valdez-Scantling is signing a three-year, $30 million deal worth up to $36 million with the Chiefs. This is called living right, Schefter says. Valdez-Scantling goes from the NFL's reigning MVP Aaron Rodgers to the NFL's former MVP Patrick Mahomes. Another change in the receiving core in the AFC West. A lot of talented receivers, a lot of movement with Devontae Adams coming in, Tyreek Hill leaving, and now MVS arriving. What do you make of uh, the move to replace Cheetah? On the Chiefs. Well, he doesn't have Tyreek Hill's speed, but he's about as close as you're going to reasonably get. And the interesting thing is in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers had a habit of looking to Devontae Adams first, even when he was covered. I mean, there's, if you look at the All 22, for example, of the Packers lost the Niners back in March, or back in, with this March now, back in January, you've got. You got you got receivers running free, and Rodgers is locked in on Devontae Adams. I think he's going to do a lot better than he did in Green Bay. There's absolutely no doubt he will, because you brought up a point that not a lot of people outside of Wisconsin truly understand. Devontae Adams was essentially Aaron Rodgers' whoopee, mm-hmm. his blue blanket his safety valve, no matter where he was on the field. I don't want to say he didn't trust his other guys, but he trusted Devontae Adams so much. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, a lot of people in Green Bay and people inside Wisconsin Packers fans have been very critical for as great as Devontae Adams is. Overly critical of Rodgers throwing to Devontae Adams too much. Right. Like last year, for example, Devontae Adams was targeted 169 times. That's crazy. The That's next crazy. closest among there was you had running back Aaron Jones was next closest was sixty five, but among the receivers the next closest was sixty. So literally, Alan Lazard sixty targets, a hundred and nine fewer targets than Devontae Adams. Marquez Valdez Scanlon, who did miss six games last year, he had a hundred and fourteen fewer targets. I think I'm not saying he's going to become like a Tyreek Hill. I no. think he's I think he's going to be a thousand yard receiver with Patrick Mahomes and will take and will be able to capitalize on the attention that will be given to Travis Kelsey. This was this was as good a move to rebound as the Chiefs could have made, I think. This is I, I think agree. I think this is gonna be like Emmanuel Sanders going to Denver. This is gonna this is gonna mm. reveal just how good Valdez Scantling is. I think he will have more opportunities. I wouldn't put in the same vein as it'll he'll be as valuable to the Chiefs as you know uh, I mean, Sanders, was, Sanders Sanders was a number two target no the number two is going to be Juju Smith-Schuster mm. either way I'll bet you Valdez Scantling has more who's yards. the happiest guy on the team today on the on the Chiefs Mahomes nope he got, a, got another receiver nope who? who it was Kelsey because now that soft underbelly 
about 15 yards upfield in the center of the field will be open because all they're going to do is say, go deep, go deep, stretch the field, stretch the field. And they will probably add a quality target very early in the draft as well. I imagine one of their first two picks is going to be on a pass catch. Here's something else to consider. MVS does not have the same speed as Tyreek Hill. No one is no reasonable person would debate that. Mm-hmm. But he's still enough of a threat downfield. Mm-hmm. So now, while they didn't replace Hill, they have someone who can stretch the field. And oh, by the way, they are loaded with draft capital now. Yeah. And they don't have to pay him a ton of money. And they're going to get a bunch of guys cost control. This, honestly, if somebody said to you, would you rather have MVS and all those draft picks, or would you rather have Hill for this season? I would take MVS and the draft. That's interesting because, like, you could argue for this season you take Tyree Kill, but I do, I do think that one. Uh, of the, well, but one, then I'm saying one, one to right, three years, right? Not right. This, yes, I'd rather have Hill, but my point is, right. for three years out, I'd much rather have this. And then year. five years out, I'd definitely rather three beyond this year, year two to five, I'd rather have what the Chiefs will have and what they're going to do. And By that, the way, that's why I think they took a half step back this year yep. to have a much more viable window Five to, steps. for the next few years. By the way, who's who's playing with Aaron Rodgers this year? Right now, his top receiver is Alan Lazard. Actually, not too far down the list, old friend Jawan Winfrey. Yeah. Well, you know what? Aaron Rodgers is going to get his wish, I think. They're finally going to draft wide receivers this year. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're going to be young and probably not overly polished. And it's going to drive Aaron crazy that every week on the Pat McAfee show, he's just going to bitch about his young wide receivers. Just in case you missed it, first four games of the Sweet 16 are tonight. Arkansas versus Gonzaga at 5.09 on CBS. Michigan versus Villanova, 5.29 on TBS. Texas Tech versus Duke, 7.39 on CBS. And Houston versus Arizona, 7.59 on TBS. Which lower seed is in the best position to advance to the Elite Eight? Arkansas, Michigan, Texas Tech, or Houston? Michigan. I'd say Houston. Yeah. I mean, Arizona looked vul- looked a little bit vulnerable last Sunday night, and Houston is as physical a team as they're going to see. And Houston had, you know, is a is a battle tested team that went to the Final Four last year. That's the one that I th- just that's, in case you- that's where I think you could see uh, you could see a big time upset happening. Of course. Not many people are going to be watching Houston, Arizona because it's going on at the same time as Texas Tech Duke over on CBS. Are we going to talk about Krzyzewski later on in the show? Yeah, we can get that next, yeah. next, the next hour, Danny. Yeah, let's talk about him where this could be his final game. Let's talk about that at, uh, just in case you missed it uh, in the 5 o'clock hour. Does that work for you? Sure. Well, the enthusiasm is contagious. Just in case you missed it, Shams Charania of The Athletic is reporting that Chris Paul will likely return to the Suns lineup tonight as Phoenix faces Denver, 7 o'clock p.m. here in the Mile High. The Suns went 11-4 while Paul was out with a thumb fracture. What do you need to see from Denver tonight to give you confidence that the Nuggets are clicking heading into the playoffs? They will have eight games in the regular season after tonight's matchup with Phoenix. Win. It's really that simple. Win. Don't want to hear about a good effort. Go mm-hmm. win. You got to win. And by the way, I'll tell you, I think if you're the Nuggets, you should be more afraid of Memphis than maybe you should be of Phoenix. Although right now, 
if the playoffs started today, it would be the Warriors because the Grizzlies, Grizzlies are there, the number two seed. No, I understand. Yeah. But I'm saying, mm-hmm. who would you rather play right now, Memphis or the Suns? Memphis just beat Brooklyn without yeah. John Morant last night. So right, they're 15. I would and two. not like to play them. They are 15 and two without him. So much for the MVP conversation. Yes, he's a great player, but he's so valuable. They've won 15 of 17 games without him. Well, they're a more complete team. Yes, they are. But they also lack a lot of playoff experience. So the proof is going to be in the pudding when you actually get to the postseason with the Grizzlies. You How know, are they going to handle? You know that? who they are potentially. Yeah. They are what the Golden State Warriors were when the Nuggets played Golden State in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then Golden State went on a run after that. That's who I think Memphis might be. Yeah, just what the West needs, another perennial contender. Right. <laughs> All right, uh, that was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store, try out the appliances before you buy them if you're going to buy a Viking range. And I've cooked on those, and they're so awesome. Uh, you want to try it out before you buy it, right? You're not going to buy a car and not test drive it first when you make that kind of investment you can do that at mountain high appliance you can find them in lewisville littleton you can also find their clearance center in denver coming up after the break with so much talent in the afc how much is coaching gonna have to do with who makes the playoffs because there's talent everywhere everywhere and a lot of first-year coaches too who tend to make mistakes That's next.